The best part of waking up is revelator in your cup. I'm doing something for them. You're introducing the podcast they sponsor with a jingle that, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you just composed on the spot. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I've never, I, I think, I've never I feel heard like I could go into advertising. I, I think you could and should. That's how good that little know, jingle is. Right. Um, again, Listen, I'm gonna, never heard it before. I'm going to reveal unfamiliar. something. Okay. I did work in advertising. And well, you know I knew this. that. You've and, mentioned and it on the podcast. And for four and a half years, I worked in advertising, and I probably shouldn't say this, but our creative director pitched a uh, for, I think, uh, one of our clients was something like um, some like Fripp Island or something like that uh-huh. that had a crazy name, like Fripp Island. And he wanted, he pitched um, silly, na- silly Name Serious Island. Which is like the Schlotzkys. That's the Schlotzkys. And I was like, dude. And I, you know, I was in my 20s. I was like, dude, that is straight up the Schlotzkys. You just ripped that off. Anyway. I miss Schlotzkys. Oh, I miss the days of advertising. Anyway, I think there's still one down on 280 here. Yeah, but I never now. drive the drive out there. Right, there's well, just, you know, there, there should be one. Fun, oh, that's what it was. Funny name, serious sandwich. Yeah. Funny name, serious island. Like literally change one word. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. Oh, boy. Anyway, the best this- part of waking up is revelator in your car. Again, brilliant. Active brilliance. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. This is Side Talks Podcast. Where we talk about advertising jingles. For sure. Sponsored by... Revelator Coffee? Yeah. Well, let's talk about movies. Let's do it. Uh, hey, you know what? Before we do this next segment, I want to mention something really quickly. What's that? We're in the... We should be when this releases, just in the dead set middle of Women in Film Week. That's right. And so we've got a couple things coming up this weekend. We've got a double feature of Bridesmaids and Girls Trip. Hell yes. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Bottomless champagne, so watch out. Ooh, I yep. am going to come get some bottomless Bottomless Corbel champagne. Oh, boy. And uh, in the next room, we're going to have a double feature, a Polly Platt double feature. Of Terms of Endearment and the Witches of Eastwick. Doesn't it, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, that's I a mean, really that's solid double cool. feature. Power of the Dog. Passing on the, the big re- screen. Yeah, the rescue. The souvenir, which is a masterpiece, and the souvenir part two, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, so you're psyched, right? I'm and you so can do, psyched. You can do that as a double feature. I'm I'm probably going to have to. I haven't yeah. seen souvenir in a while. And the Sesame Street dock. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Street gang. And the Ch- Julia Child dock. Also pretty solid. Get some. It'll make you hungry. And the Women Adventure Film Tour. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. So lots of cool stuff. So anyway, we'll, we'll get onto the segment, but I just wanted to plug that really quickly because I'm pretty proud of what we're, what we're doing. Well, it's a really, really strong lineup. You can't go wrong seeing any of those movies highlighting, of course, women behind the camera and in front of the camera. For sure. Um, so SidewalkFest.com right. is where you can get your tickets. You'll want to do that pretty soon. Now, what's this shit? My God, you came Sorry. strong. Sorry, I was excited. It's Women in Film Week, y'all. Okay, are you ready for this? I am. I think you're going to get it. Okay. I think you're going to get it. This takes place, the scene I'm looking at, and I want to say that I don't think, I haven't seen the rest of the film that I can remember. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it because it is. it looks so bad that it just, I need to see it. But this, so I don't think the whole thing takes place, I don't think the whole thing is a high school film. I'll put it that way, okay, okay. to be specific. But what I'm looking at in this scene is a as a table set up outside of a high school and a bunch of high school sort of hubbub hubbub going on. And on this table is a little sign posted that says, "Get you know, help us get lattes in the vending machine." This is really familiar, but okay. continue. And 
And so then we see two couples sort of parallel editing between two couples, one of which is a young woman who is very, very famous and carrying an oversized white teddy bear. Oversized white teddy bear. Okay. And her and her GF are walking, kind of talking, and then they meet up with their BFs. Okay. And there's a little interaction between one couple that kind of goes off and it seems like they're going to be sleeping together during the lunch break because, cool. you know. That's cool. Cool yeah. and good. And the other couple, there's a sort of shutdown of like the young woman who's carrying the, the giant teddy bear says like, I'm don't even get in your head that we're doing that because we're not doing that. Uh-huh. Well, you open up your gift and, and he opens up a gift and it's a, um, it's a, some sort of a sports jersey. Sports jersey. Yeah. Do you don't know what this is? Not off the top of my head. The minute head, I tell it's... you who the young woman is, you're going to get it. So let's just... Uh, this sounds really familiar. I'm sure that you've seen it. And it is really terrible. Hmm. There's a lot of very bad performance happening. And a lot of... From the of, very famous get person? Get out! Yes. Like, shut up! How, what, how contemporary is this? In the person in particular who's playing the character carrying the giant teddy bear is very current. The film itself is... It's got a little bit of age on it now. This person is no longer in high school, but would have been at the time. And this is I'm a really shocked. Sam, do you know what it is? Really? Nobody knows what it is. Oh, very, very, very famous. famous young All woman. All right, I'm going to start giving more clues. Okay. This very famous young woman, you know, she's still a young woman, uh-huh. but not as young, um, is also a singer-songwriter and a very famous singer-songwriter at that. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. A famous singer-songwriter. And think about it. People are getting gifts, and getting one of the gifts. gifts is a big, giant teddy bear. Giant teddy so bear. So it's a particular holiday. Valentine's Day, one would presume. Ding, 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 ding. The young woman is Taylor Swift. Oh, is this Gary Marshall's Valentine's Day? This is Gary Day? Marshall's Valentine's Day. Can we mark down that Corey did not get this? Did not get this. Now, let's be let's be a little... You know, Why? generous with Why our marketing. Why would we be here. generous? Because I did get it. I just needed some prodding in uh, that direction. Brad, do you think that this one counts as a get? Because I do not think this one counts as a get. Don't put me in this position. It's Sam. not as. It's not as. Uh, I don't know. Tie? Can you tie? No, you can't. Is it a draw? It's not as good of a get as like you saying there's a man and me saying kindergarten cop. But like, I mean, I had to basically tell you what holiday it was. I'm yeah, sorry, but I don't true. think this is a gift. I I have seen this movie. It it, it left absolutely no impression. Oh, it, until, is it as bad as I think? Oh, it is? it's awful. But until you reminded me that Taylor Swift was even in it, I could not have told yeah. you that. Like yeah. that that was. I think she plays a character named Felicia. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> if you say so. Um, um, well, yeah. No, I have no. I have no memory of Valentine's Day. I, I, I functionally, I haven't seen this movie, even though I know I have. I picture Gary Marshall as just a skeleton, like Senator Bones, sitting on a director's chair, just going like. But he directed like two more holiday movies after this. I know, but can we use the word directed or? Well, um, for for Mother's Day, perhaps not. Oh. But for for New Year's Day. Uh, and maybe like for Valentine. No, fuck okay. no. I I don't even I don't even know what if I hack. saw that one. What a hack! Anyway, you didn't get it. Let's move on. Okay, Jesus. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Hey Corey, what are you watching? I just saw Jackass Forever on the big screen, and let me tell you, Rachel, I laughed harder than I have laughed in months watching Jackass Forever. Watching these 
dumb sons of bitches torture each other's penises repeatedly with Can we get a various sound effect, impediments. Please? Oh, it's there. Were the, my question is, were they male penises? They were male penises. <laughs> they took the male penis and they added all kinds of, you know, spikes and animal fangs and you know, even like a, a swarm of bees at one point. And it is just the funniest th- damn thing I've ever seen. Uh, I, you know, obviously there's not an overarching plot or any sort of subtext to talk about oh, no. with Jackass Forever. Uh, so I want to tell you about a couple of the funniest things in the movie, uh, some of which are penis related, many of which are not. Um one of the the funniest stunts in the movie is is the the so-called cup test where a gentleman puts a cup over his male penis um and is otherwise you know unclad um and they they decide to test the strength of this cup uh in all manners of extreme circumstances first they get an MMA fighter to punch him in the dick really really hard oh my this is this, this hurts quite a bit, making, as you can imagine. But it develops from here. Then they get a college softball picture, pitcher to pitch a softball directly at this man's crotch to test it and see if the uh, cup will protect his his uh, his wiener uh, from uh, blunt force oh, trauma. Man. It does not. Uh, then they get uh, hockey player PK Saban to fire Holy a puck. Uh, directly at this man's dick. Um, it dents the cup and injures this gentleman most grievously, but this is not where it stops. Where it stops is they test the cup using a pogo stick. Wow. Brad, are you, you're just hard at work on these, these sound effects. I mean, we're sorry. I'm earning my money today. I mean, look, 75% of jackass forever is, is penile trauma. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, it's also breathlessly hilarious just because of, I don't know, I, maybe because I'm of just, the eight year old inside of yeah, you because of the eight year old inside of me, uh, who likes and who likes seeing people just get smacked in the nuts and collapse in pain while a group of other men just die laughing on screen. It's so funny. I tried to book this. Did you? I, tra- I, I, I actually, wish you I had. actually tried to book this for the cinema, but it had to be two weeks clean. Can uh, you believe this? I, I, and I really was like, wish you had. Please don't, please don't do that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring it back for a little, a little small run for those who've missed it in the cinema. And don't forget, there are three other of these things too. Oh, if we I, ever want to dust I, them I off for repertory just purposes, do one. I will say, you know, there was going to be a segment called "Things Candace Says in a Movie" for uh, my deadpan friend Candace, who uh-huh. like says makes comments all the time, and she saw this trailer and went. Oh my goodness, is that Johnny Knoxville? He got old. He did. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's how that works. I can't believe Johnny Knoxville is still taking hits, literally. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that, I had no idea that Johnny Knoxville was on Candace's radar. So I really appreciated the comment because, you know, who knew? Not only is Johnny Knoxville still taking hits, he takes one hell of a hit from a bull that sends him catapulting oh, into the air. Is everybody okay? Is uh, Steve well, all he right? Was, he was concussed. Uh, Steve-O... Uh, is put through the ringer in this when they, you know, put a beard of bees on his penis. Um, they, and they've done that before. I feel like this is just repetitive, right? Or they just what other things have we not put on? So it? this this is like the the twenty year victory lap for the for the jackass crew, and so a lot of the stunts in this kind of are. Um, revisiting classic jackass material, but perhaps with new layers or new, you know, 
elements of torture. Yeah, you know how we say, "Hey, Sam, have we done this before? Have we done this five minute five before? Have we have we done this uh, this fast film term?" They're saying like, "Hey, all, have we have we put this on our dicks before?" <laughs> and it's just a long list of stuff. And sometimes the answer is yes, but let's do it again. So is this what happened to Bob Saget's head? Oh, oh too soon. Oh, come on, too that soon. is too soon. I'm sorry. Damn. Oh, everybody's so upset with me right now. Damn. Damn. I hope that, dear listener, you weren't driving and oh, swerved off the ow. road. At, Send at me that hate mail. I don't very, care. I don't care. Very impolite yeah. comment. Really rude. Um, so anyway, Jackass Forever, uh, cinematic masterpiece, great film, um, hilarious, and highly recommended from me. What okay. have you been watching? Well, I've been watching two absolutely terrible, terrible things. One of which I already mentioned in another podcast, but I cannot believe that Blood Diamond exists. <laughs> I was jumping up and down at how angry I was at this film, at how absolutely terrible it is, at how when you think it's over an hour and a half in, it is not over. And it just is relentlessly atrocious. I can't stand this thing. I think it's awful filmmaking. It and I think it's irresponsible filmmaking. Yeah. And I also cannot believe that anybody threw any kind of nomination at Leo at all when his accent is so bad and goes in and out of Leo sounding like Leo and then it going to South. I don't know what it is. It's like partially South, partially, partially British, partially, partially. It's awful. Well, everybody clowned on his accent in 2006, too. And then when he got that Oscar nomination, the, the response was mostly like, Huh, really? What sure? in the hell? I mean, this thing is just absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad movie. It it always has been a bad movie. Um, I've only seen it the one time when I went opening night to see it in theaters. Oh, God. Because I was like, oh, boy, I really liked Edward Zwick's The Last Samurai. Maybe this blood diamond will be good. It wasn't. Yeah, aside from Leo's terrible accent, and it's unforgivable, the other two things that are just really atrocious in this film are the, I can't call them flashbacks, they're sort of imaginings uh-huh. that are all in yellow. That Which are, is, is that Jaiman Hansu's character, like, my sons have been kidnapped, what's happening to them? I think so, I don't remember. I think, it, no, I think it's when Leo walks, everybody th- walks the journalist through how blood diamonds are, oh, are, are laundered. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And we don't actually need, there's a, there's a sophisticated way of filmmaking where you don't have to show us something. You don't. You don't have to show us a yellow-tinted, you know, shot of a woman putting a ring on her finger and smiling. Well, listen. It's so terrible. And Edward then, Zwick would disagree with you. Oh, horrible, horrible. And then I, to the point where I'm going to show my students, like, this is bad filmmaking. This is what you don't have to do. This is terrible, terrible storytelling. And then the other gross part is at the end with the dogmatic text that comes up on the screen to tell us about blood diamonds are still sold to this day. And of when course. you've got a Zales ring on your finger, it's just absolutely horrible. Um, anyway, that's one of the things I've been watching. Bad movie. Equally as bad is the shitty, 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 terrible Runaway Bride that was pulled from the VHS stacks, as as I mentioned before, got a little VHS collection going. I could not, I thought I'd seen this. I had not. Really? I cannot believe how horrible. I saw two of the worst things I've seen in a long time. This this is fully a movie that like I half watched when I was 12 years old and have no memory of. So you could tell me that it's. it's you know, gross, and I'd believe you. And this is a Gary Marshall picture, this right? This is a Gary Marshall picture, and it's the picture in which they got back, um, they got... Richard Gere and Richard Julie Gere Roberts. Richard Gere and Julie Roberts, but also old boy who plays the... Hector Elizondo? Yes. Of course. And so all three of them are in this film together, and it is just complete and utter Gary Marshall trash. Mm. And I will tell you a couple of things that are just super terrible about it. It starts out... First of all, every piece of music is on the nose. 
that's it's unsurprising. Like, it's a Gary Marshall rom com from nineteen ninety seven. You know, and like it's something about running, a song about running anytime she runs. And it opens with her on a horse, just galloping <laughs> on a horse. It's so stupid. It's so unbelievable. And you you know the premise here, right? Yeah. Tell us. So she's she's like a bride who is purported like to small town have, like abandoned uh a husband at the altar and richard gear is a journalist coming to do a story on her or something yes. like that he's 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 the journalist who literally old women walk up to him in the street and hit him over the head with the newspaper because so, that's how terrible a journalist he is so he's wait just bad to women so we're gonna knock him in the head with the newspaper oh so how many times has she done it by the time he three so she's abandoned three fiancés at the altar. Even though at, at one altar. point it says six, and I think it's just script oversight. Mm. At one point it says six, but the flashback sequences and everything else suggest three. So she's done this a and bunch of times. Four. She's on four. And Richard Gere's like, hmm, this will make a good human interest story. Let yeah, me go to there to, to interview her. And they fall in love. That's but right. But isn't she about to get married to some dude? That's right. She's on number four. Okay. He writes a story about her, which is indeed really inappropriate. She's just, as they mention about a gazillion times, they hitch this over the head about as many times as a Lifetime movie does. She is a small town girl living in a small town. And so he does this story about the small town girl and how she's a runaway bride and he gets hit over the head by you know a, an old woman in the street and then gets fired from his newspaper. So then he gets the gig to go to the small mm. town and write the story on a, in the sort of freelance thing. Well, listen, it was the mid-90s. It, it was inappropriate matter, for women to be making decisions for themselves Let me tell you then. another gross part. Okay. When they go to get married, which I don't understand where they like, I swear, I think I went to the bathroom and came back and they'd fallen in love. Uh huh. And it was a quick trip. And so they fall in love, they get married. She walks down the aisle, spoiler alert on this film that is a piece of shit. And she turns to run because, you know, first of all, a picture is taken and it causes a flash and she goes, She gets I'm a, spooked yeah, like she a horse. Spooked. She gets spooked like a horse. <laughs> And runs out of the and Richard Year goes lock the doors to the church and everybody tries to lock her in so she'll have to forcefully marry him. I'm not even kidding. I had to stand up at that point and shake it off because I was like, oh my god, I feel sick. This is fucked up. Oh, it's so bad. Um. Anyway, does she get over those cold feet? Oh, does she ever? And oh. she wraps up her running shoes and shows up on his doorstep in New York with a gift of a running shoe and says, "Now I'm ready." It just goes to show you, all you have to do is find the right man, and that man is Richard Gere. Yeah. So, boy, uh, sounds great. That's what I've been watching. I'm so sorry to yeah, hear I it. I know. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Side Talks, your own personal cinematic Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. Oh, man. Uh, judging on Jackass Forever and the amount of harm visited upon these two gentlemen. Steve-O looks good, though. I, I Steve-O, saw some, I Steve-O he looked looks really, He looks good. a lot better. He looks he, healthier. He, he did not look good for a while there. He looks very healthy, apart from the fact that he you know, gets nailed in the the dick a bunch and gets so stung by a bunch of bees but yeah still have a tattoo of himself on his body do we know oh i believe so um anyway i, I guess i guess i'd be johnny knoxville but he does t- get think, nailed by that i think bowl. i'm probably steve-o i yeah, think that's, that's probably pretty, okay all right yeah um thanks for listening and thanks to batwell studios thanks and, to our sponsor yeah. revelator coffee uh you heard a brilliant spontaneously created jingle for them earlier in the in the podcast i'm hired you should be sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalk film again we're in the middle of women in film week come see a movie with us at the cinema you're going to want to get those tickets 
Yep. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.